And we are back. Week six coming up. 390 millionaires. How's everybody doing? We're back. COVID. Fuck you. Right off the top. You're making me nervous. I'll get into that later. Uh, But before I go any further, what's going on, boys? Nothing but wins in my books. That's what's going on. I'm a little bitter. Right. COVID, COVID's got to fuck everything up or fuck a bunch of stuff up, but then doesn't fuck up the Tuesday game, and then I lose my match. So fuck you, COVID. I resonate with that. <laughs> I, I yeah, would too if, if I lost to Andre and on a Tuesday night. <laughs> it's rough. Let me. I um I haven't listened to uh, last week's episode again. I, I, I'm about halfway through it, but I'm fairly certain I remember Neville saying or he's like pro some way so let's just let's just make that sort of regular canon for the league that um everybody here who's hosting is against but neville was mm-hmm. he got me to edit out that he hide his, his love for right i think we all like we all remember him saying it but i'm like listening for it on the podcast and i just i don't hear it and i was like huh that's strange because he was very, um, he was like fucking passionate about it. It was just like, isn't oh. that strange? Like coming from from this guy, like 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 let's be real. Neville, yeah. Neville, like Neville, that smug piece of shit. Like he's probably sitting there clapping his hands. Yeah, he's he's definitely. I don't know. I like. I can't. I can't. I don't want to go into the mind of like. I think we can all agree, like a psychopath. But th- he's certainly seeing something in that uh and you used the word earlier michael it, it, it resonates with them so mm-hmm. just uh an awful way to get this podcast going so why don't we just segue to uh um our guest who's certainly feeling the burn uh curtis mr owen five how are you good afternoon champs i like that addressing uh, no. No yeah, seriously, we need to get, we need, yeah, we need to invite I, you I, on more often. I feel bad now. I took a shot, and you're just like so <laughs> polite and respectful. Well, Curtis listens to the podcast. That's a classic reverse psychology tactic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And when you're in my position, I mean, what else can you do? Good yeah, karma. Right. Good karma is coming your way. Curtis, we wanted to bring you on when you got your first win, but we didn't know if that would happen, so we thought we'd just bring you on. <laughs> Yeah, good call. Good call. Well, this is great. We're back at it. It's Thursday night, uh, an unusual Thursday night for us because uh, because of COVID, as we dunk on on it in the first part. Um, there's no Thursday night game because of the uh, the Buffalo Tennessee game that happened on Tuesday. So we got spoiled at the beginning of the week. We're in a little bit of withdrawal right now, um, but we can do a uh, a quick recap of uh, of what happened last week. So. So Curtis, you uh, you unfortunately fell victim to the uh, 
Oh boy, just seeing that score right now, actually, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's a tough go. And not only did you lose like that, but you lost to uh, the host, the one host who won this week or last week, uh, in Gertie. G- gentlemen, let's let's have a debrief. What what do you think went wrong for you, Curtis? What do you think went right for you, Gertie? And I'll give it to Curtis first. Uh, well, what went wrong for me is pretty much everything. Uh, started with the Thursday night matchup with uh, Fournette questionable, not getting any touches, and it was pretty much all downhill from there. <laughs> well, it somehow yeah. got worse for you on the last primetime game where your defense scored minus four. Yeah, like I yeah. said, it didn't, uh, didn't start off well and did not get any better through the weekend. <laughs> I... Um, not to not to hammer home your pain, but uh, Curtis, you managed to put up a fifty-eight points, uh, fifty-eight points, and uh, fifty-six, fifty-eight point fifty-six fantasy points. Um, that's a low score. That's a low score by any metric, and so I think it goes exactly with what you were saying that everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And that's a that's a bad score, Gertie. You you put up uh, one of your highest scores of the this season so far. One twenty three is that top? Is that your top one? Top two? Definitely a solid match. That's that's for sure. Um, let me tell you, boys. I think uh, the team faced some adversity early on. We lost some uh, some injuries, but they've rallied. Uh, Mike Davis has just been a stud. Remember when uh, some fuckboy came on the podcast and said it was stupid to bid on him? <laughs> Um, but he's been great. And like, I think the only thing sadder than Curtis's score is, is, uh, Nolan's dancing. Um, and, (laughs) (laughs) and to me, um, I'm doing dances of joy right now after my team came together and even Keenan Allen, one of my top wide receivers that everyone seems to want, uh, got out early and even put up almost nine points. So, what can I say? Trending up, fellas, and we'll see what happens this week against the Herples. But uh, all things uh, turning up Gertie this week, so there's really nothing to, to complain about other than saying, uh, fuck, fuck you, doubters. Yeah, well, I, I think they hear the message uh, loud and clear. Uh, what what luxury that must be to have a wide receiver put up nine points. Um, not sure if I've had that at all this season, um, especially last week when I lost uh, posting the second highest score of the week for the second time this season. And the second time this season, I took a loss. So I'm um, feeling uh, pretty bitter over on my end, but... Uh, you know what? I guess I'll keep collecting those points, and hopefully these wins will come. Uh, Gertie, you, you're feeling very, very confident. Um, I look at your score, though, and your score would have lost to um, Beats by DeAndre last week. 123.62 is what he scored against our other host, Mike, mm-hmm. who fell to uh, to Andre's squad, which we've... Uh, um, openly taking shots at multiple occasions uh, for many weeks now. Um, walk us through what happened. Uh, Dak Prescott got injured, so that was one thing that kind of set things in the wrong direction for me. Um, Juano Smith, I think they played you know, his projection. And then Patty Mahomes is Patty Mahomes. So Ron, or Andre's running backs did next to nothing besides Ronald Jones kind of doing something. 
So that was expected. Kittle did nothing, which was nice, but still wasn't able to get the win. So that was a little frustrating for sure, um, given what I was up against. Um, but I'm still here, still standing, and I'm hoping Lev is going to get traded somewhere exciting. Yeah, rumors are Chiefs or Dolphins. It's narrowed down to two right now. Imagine oh, drafting. Yeah, Bale's got cut out early, and uh, imagine how you feel if you and Clyde Edward Hilaire right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. might take some carries. A certain fuckboy must be quivering in his boots. <laughs> um, the rest of the matchups went, uh, went a little like this. Neville remains undefeated by uh, just just on the uh, the skin of his teeth by beating Jay, who is in second place by um, uh, less than a full point. Um, Herple fumbles himself into a win over the lifeless fish, uh, who, surprise, surprise, showed no life uh, in the latter part of their matches and were unable to exceed his 80, uh, Herple's 83.48 uh, fantasy points. And the Dak Knight Rises uh, slam dunks on... Andre's team, not to be confused with actual Andre. This is Suds, uh, and beats him by a whopping quick math. We're going to say thirty points. Um, Great math. Yeah, so that's how we shaped up. People got their wins, people got their losses, and uh, we move on to week six. So let's just talk a bit about how Neville's got a two-game lead, that smug bastard, and how close the rest of the league is. Buying us our third guest here tonight. Yeah, parity has been uh, the name of the game in 390 this year. A lot of teams are 2-3 and three or 3-2. Three and two. Um, Divisions are finding themselves a little tight. Every game matters at this point in the season. Um, so excited to see how this thing plays out. Uh, you know, it's a tough to be in a division with, with Cookin right now with his 5-0 and score, but we all know how that smug bastard is going to end up. <laughs> we know it's... Uh, He'll make the playoffs, but he's not going far there. Be pretty amazing if he didn't make playoffs, though. So. Um, but we're not talking about Andre. True, 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 true. Uh, so I look, I look at the uh, the league, and I look at somebody like uh, Curtis's team, who we we kind of mentioned is is zero and five, and and not part of that that last group that we said. But I think there's somebody we said about the squad that he put up, which unfortunately has been. Um, major piece has been sidelined from it um, with uh, Nick Chubb specifically uh, going down. Curtis, what what round did you pick um, Nick Chubb in? Uh, I believe it was the second round, if I remember okay. correctly. Maybe no, maybe so the like, first. So like a nice and early pick for you. It's just like correct sidelined for a big part of the season. And then you've also had um, similar bad luck as as me, uh, as we are the only two teams that have had seven hundred plus points scored against us the next closest person is lifeless fish at sub 600 so it's like we're taking a lot of heat in our games it's it's not really fun uh absolutely you are mr monday night so that should be no worries right ah well i i I have have weathered the storm a little bit better than Curtis, but I'm I'm still in a tough spot. I'm I didn't expect to be two and three with this lineup, uh, but yeah, it's it's a tough go. It's a tough go for <laughs> us two right now. Curtis, this is your your first year in the league. Uh, what are your impressions so far? Do you think like it's just been bad luck on your part? Do you think there's some people who are actually no fantasy football? Uh, what do, what are your takes? 
You know, I think, um, you know, it's been a little bit of bad luck. Had some injuries right from the beginning. Uh, some questionables with Mike Evans. Lost Cortland Sutton as well for the year in, what, week two? Uh, so we've had some of that. Um, you know, maybe uh, put a little bit too much pressure on myself coming into the league. It was built up to me uh, from Mike and you guys in the Madden League. Maybe I got duped in a little bit as well. Uh, you know, asked to join a league. Well, sure, sounds good. You know, it's an elite. And, oh, by the way, Andre's the commissioner. Uh, you know, just all this kind of stuff. So I would say I was duped in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, a little bit of bad luck. Yeah, to be fair, you know, I, I feel the same way. Mike asked me to do one podcast, and next thing you know, I, I don't have a free night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I like uh, I like your use of duped. Uh, yeah. it, it, it sort of uh, implies that we fed you a lie and um, you were tricked, uh, which of course is completely true. But I would also like to um, our elite. That wasn't that wasn't a dupe. No, we are. <laughs> I just well, lost my elite. Best. I just lost my elite status on Yahoo rankings. I'm no longer a diamond tier fantasy player. I'm upset. Whatever you're going to do. <sighs> Got to get it back. You know, who needs platinum? Everybody's platinum. Well, you know, some of us are gold. Interestingly, uh, <laughs> token is silver. I'm just looking at this now. Token of, of the hosts is in a league currently uh, in the silver with uh, beats by DeAndre, Andre's team, the lifeless fish, and uh, America's worst dancer. <laughs> yeah, what do those even mean? Uh, it means that you're not as good as the gold or platinums if you're so in the, the status currently. My understanding, my understanding is that they're global rankings against all other like Yahoo fantasy players. Okay. Um, and so it's like they just take your results and sort of apply them to everybody else. And I've been on a bit of a streak over the last two years, so I got diamond status. No big deal. Well, still have three championships in this league, so I'm good. Oh, man. Well, talking about good, let's uh, let's check out what happened on the waiver wire this week, shall we? Great segue. Thank you. I'm, uh, well, did you guys hear that? Oh, my. What yeah, kind of. Uh, that was weird. Um, it's gone. Not sure what that was. Yeah, yeah, that's strange. Big Andy Dalton goes for a whopping ninety-two dollars to to Ryan. Uh, his intern must have been up late Wednesday night calculating the numbers of how much fab that player is worth. Um, and lo and behold, he went to the school of Hallwell and bid all his fab dollars for him. So I actually think that's a great move to pick up Dalton. I uh, don't know why he did it because he has two other quarterbacks on his bench. Yeah. So definitely accumulating some trade assets. We'll see how busy he is. Um, our lovely guest uh, from Russia with Chubb, um, one of the great Bond movies, got the Chase Claypool sweepstakes at $31. Uh, big fan of Claypool, good Canadian boy. And I think that should work out well. Um, Andre's team picks up Logan P. Ryan, so he sticks with his Jets knowledge there and picks up the new Jets starting running back. 
Um, and you know what they say, when you work with Adam Gaze, you get no carries. So we'll see how that one turns out. They do, um, they do say that. My can't beat these, a.k.a. can't beat these, um, picked up Fulgham, the new star-wide receiver in Philadelphia. Uh, good pickup for my can't, only having to spend nine whole dollars. So that I think is obviously even more than Andre has spent all year. Uh, cooking in the woods. Uh, Smuggy McSmug Smug picks up Dallas Goddard. A uh, little hurt by that one. Uh, Goddard, as we all remember, someone I couldn't put on my IR spot because we don't have an IR spot. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, he's got a great pickup with cooking in the woods and uh, the deep get deeper. Um, and uh, the Dak Knight can't dance. Uh, picks up Mike Williams for a whopping three dollars. That's a great pickup too. I give him credit. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's good for him. Um, I can't really chirp that, other than saying I hope he didn't dance when he picked them up. Uh, some other non-big news in the form of Fab dollars. Andre once again uh, has decided not to use them. Um, James White. We had a little controversy this morning with the twenty-four hour rule. Oh, uh, Cleveland defense with uh, going to from Russia with Chubb and Tennessee taking uh, the token taking Tennessee and CJ Beathard so riding that one week QB train um, Purple picked up Preston Williams who is going to have a revenge game against me and I can't wait for that and I picked up uh, I picked up uh, Randall Cobb big fan of his game ex-Packer you know Maybe got a little stack action with Deshaun because uh, I got some buys this week. So, gentlemen, where do we want to start in the waiver wire? Uh, I know where I want to start. With Mr. Uh, Ryan's assistant, I do not get this move. Well, I was looking through all the teams last night. I knew I was bidding my 45, of course. I think that was pretty obvious. And of all the teams going through, the, I was like, Ryan's definitely not going to go for him. So to see that he bid all of his budget... I was so confused by that, given that's now his fifth quarterback. Like, is this just a trade chip to spend all your budget on? It seems risky. It, it has to be that. It has to be some some the the first move in in a line of moves. He his um his quarterback situation is like pretty flush at the moment. I mean, he doesn't have anybody that that makes you go just like wow, but he does have. Um, five legitimate starters on his team, which is of value in this league. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, I, I don't know. Something's there. Uh, Ryan or maybe the intern uh, has a has a move in in place here. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's certainly strange. We did know we did know Dalton was going to go um, for a much higher amount of money. Uh, yeah. We saw full. We saw Foles go the the week before for a hundred, which I think was like we all agree was like an overpayment. But um, like Dalton, Dalton comes in as like the starter of a great offense on a team with a terrible defense, and every player on in a skill position on that offense can have a, a twenty point week. So like like Dalton, yeah. Dalton is extreme value this late in the season. He's um, a QB one. He's a QB one the rest of the way easily. I mean, he's got weapons. He's he's not a bad quarterback. And my my theory is maybe what have you done something to hurt Ryan, Mike? Because I look at his team. He picks up Dalton, which is 
you know, spiting you for losing Dak. And he also has Julio Jones. So now I'm wondering if he's just trying to deliberately hurt you. Could be. I mean, that sounds that sounds like some voodoo magic. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. had a heated playoff matchup, uh, I think, five years ago that I won. So, I mean, maybe he's still hung up on that. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Only thing I could never forget. No. Yeah. Other uh, that, although, I agree with you. Williams is a good move. Um, Curtis, walk us a bit through Claypool. How are you feeling about that? I think it was a good win. I bid 27 on him. Yeah, I mean, for my part, that mostly comes down to desperate times, call for desperate measures. Um, he's been kind of hot and cold so far this year, obviously with a huge impact last week, and just hoping he can continue that moving forward. Well, question for you on this one, Curtis. You had Claypool. You dropped him. He had a huge performance. Then you had to pick him up for a ton of money. Do you think he did that big game to show you? So this uh, yeah. dropped me. I'm gonna I'm gonna make him spend some money on me and show him what he missed. Yeah, I mean uh, that seems to be another theme of my season. Uh, <laughs> you know, losing patience, drop Herbert, then he uh, lights it up. Uh, same thing for T. Higgins, and uh, now uh, Claypool added to uh, added to the list. Who do you think so the maybe uh, maybe moving forward, everyone should see who I drop yeah. one week and get ready to pick them up <laughs> yeah. the following week. Hot take. Uh, Hot you've got take. the you've got the minus touch. Um, yeah. The thing I'll say the, the thing I'll say about Claypool is that at this point he's um, not unbenchable. Like obviously you've got to look at your lineup, but in terms of his like usage for Pittsburgh, I just don't see how they're going to be able to take him off the field because he. I I, I haven't looked at the numbers from last game in terms of like how many times he touched the ball. Um, but it seemed like every time he was going to the end zone. So it's just mm-hmm. like, they're going to find, they're going to find ways to get him the ball. He, he's an X factor for them now um, yep. to, yep. to borrow the analogy from the Madden games. But it, it's like, it's like, this is, this guy is a matchup nightmare. Um, a Canadian boy, which like, I think all of us here are just like, woo woo represent. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's good money. Unfortunately you did drop him, but like, I, I, you can't spend your money much better than what you did with that bit there, Curtis. So I applaud you for that. Yeah, I thank agree. you. And uh, and here's hoping. Uh, I think the chemistry with him and Big Ben seems to be moving too. So we're, we'll hope for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Monday Night, you made a few moves. You got Alshon and you got uh, Cameron Brait. Uh, how are you feeling about your moves? You wake up Thursday morning. Um, you're feeling good. You realize there's no football, but you check out your Madden, you check out your Yahoo league and what, what, what are you feeling? Yeah. So I I don't think it's been any secret that I've been like trying to get Jeffrey onto my team. Um, wide receiver is a bit of an issue for, for my team. So I, I've, I've, I'm done with Scotty Miller. I've dropped him off my, uh, um, my roster. I will no longer be engaging in that, um, fuckery, uh, Cameron Brait, I'm probably going to drop. Uh, I, I actually looked at dropping him earlier today. Um, I'm just, I just need some backup for tight end because Noah Fant is still dealing with an ankle issue. Um, so if Noah Fant plays, great. He's he's a he's a top twelve tight end uh, the rest of the way. I have no question about putting him on onto the field. My issue is more of just like, is he healthy enough to play? So that's, that's why Cameron Breda came around, but. Are you sure you don't want Mike to edit out what you just said about Noah Font? Cause I'm pretty sure he's been in every one of your trade offers. 
<laughs> First of all, that's not true. Uh, secondly, no, I stand by every word I say on this podcast. It's, uh, it's scripture as far as I'm concerned. That's fair. Okay. Well, hopefully that doesn't turn into the Salem witch trials uh, for your little fucking Gertie, Gertie, magic. Gertie, you got a little bit of sass to you tonight. Do I need to beat you on a late night uh, Monday night game again? No, because uh, <laughs> Mr. Monday Night just lost. So I think I got to call you uh, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lose on Monday Night. Uh, I wish I had something better than that. I, yeah. I Ooh, that was think smooth. Of it on the spot. That was smooth. I tried to think about it on the spot. But, uh, I mean, I was going to call you yeah. Mr. Thursday Night because uh, it doesn't matter if there's a game on TV, you go and lose. It only took 25 minutes for someone in the show to get threatened. So that's, that's good. That's a new record. <laughs> Yeah, my therapist is really helping me work through that. Um, yeah, Mr. Monday Night uh, fell victim to uh, his arch nemesis, Mr. Tuesday Night. So. Bold strategy. I wonder if uh, the Tuesday Night games going forward are going to be a big compelling thing for your brother. It would be it would be hilarious if they were, actually. That would be so funny. Well, last, last move we can, we can just talk about briefly before we move on to the next segment is... Uh, so... Once again, another week goes by and Andre does not use the waiver wire. Andre, all you have to do is you click view players and you click the plus button. <laughs> like, I, I'm now concerned you don't know how to use the waiver wire. Your team, while you've been on a little bit of a tear lately, still is starting Philip Lindsay and the two tight end strategy, which I'm glad you picked up on. But it doesn't hurt to try and spend some of that fab money. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, come on, I don't man. Get it. Do we need to have? If you like, don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Should, should we have a new segment, like an instructional segment, where you walk people through how to use the app and how to add players and bid on them? No, because we'd be wasting everybody else's time. It's just Andre. <laughs> we'll message him privately. Yeah. Uh, what do we have going on in trades? This. Oh boy. Segway machine. Just killing it tonight. Um, don't know if anyone knows. Huh? I was going to say, talk about killing it. That fucking weird noise is back again. I was just going to say, I think I just heard it. Oh, sorry, guys. That's uh, that's me. I'm I'm out here in Alberta uh, recording from my barn. So <laughs> oh. I'll have to excuse oh. So don't know if anyone's heard, but Herbert's on the block. Um, it's certainly news to me. Um, Howell, do you want to maybe talk a bit about how that's been going and uh, how you've been spamming us with that in the chat, which turned into everyone else spamming the chat? Not new. You guys can't take a uh, uh, an offer seriously. So, um, yeah, he, he's available. Um, nobody has reached out. It's been uh, very quiet on that front. So uh, please find your courage and let's talk. I don't know if no one's reached out. I mean, Nolan seemed pretty uh, convinced that he had sent you a couple offers. No, and... Sorry, so, sorry. Yes, Nolan. Nolan has. Nolan has. But Nolan has migrated into a different quarterback on my team. I was going to say, is that is that fair to say? Is that why I've talks gone silent? Is that why no one's heard from Nolan in the group chat um, for the last twenty four hours? Which, according to the anonymous source, has been a blessing. Uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure why. Nolan may no longer... And we're back to a dark podcast. Yeah, very, <laughs> very dark. He chose, um, he, chose to, he chose to mute the, um, oh, right. the chat. And that right. was his choice. So I don't, I don't know what to do. 
I've tried reaching out, but I but felt I am, like I am gonna when build... he when when what I was gonna say is that I heard that when he muted the chat though, like the Ewoks uh, in Star Wars at the end of the celebration when the Death Star blew up for the second time, there was major dancing going on across the league. I think like the camera pooned to Toronto, <laughs> to Alberta, to Ottawa, and all these little people were just dancing and having a great time when they when they saw that news. Um, I don't know how tech savvy our listeners are, but if anybody could put Nolan's dancing into the video of the Ewoks on the fourth moon of Endor dancing as the Death Star is destroyed, um, that would be just wonderful. I feel like there's maybe a few of you who are listening who could do it. Yeah, I feel like when he reemerges, like I feel like Nolan's kind of like Palpatine. Like when he emerges randomly oh, in a terrible certainly. Star Wars movie for no reason, um, oh, yeah. and then claims a bunch of people are his his niece, um, and then gets killed off very quickly after. Like I think like that's like his fantasy season in a nutshell. <laughs> Comes in, pretends he has all the power, um, you know, loses some shooting games, electricity gets... from his fingers. Yeah, that's yeah. Nolan. That's Nolan yeah. in a that's nutshell Nolan. for sure. Yeah, it's a nutshell. I mean, I think his dance was reminiscent in um, episode six when um, Palpatine's falling down the tube and his hands are like flailing in the air full of lightning uh, before he, he reaches the bottom. I think the dancing, this I saw an eerily similar move from him. Hot damn. I love that take. That's a great take. Thank you. So, so, uh, somebody, I, somebody you. wants to do that video as well. Many different videos to be made from yeah. Nolan's dancing. It's great. Yeah. It's just wonderful. It's, it's fantastic. I heard that he hired a Napoleon Dynamite's uh, dance instructor just to, <laughs> to learn some of the moves. Um, but, Hallwell, I do feel like we need to get you to, to explain to the league and explain to myself. For you, you know, you're saying no one's making any offers, but Nolan in the chat claimed that you didn't even send him an offer back after he sent you offers. So I just want to get your take on that why aren't you sending offers back if he's doing what you asked of him so i think it's it's two part it's it's the piece that i'll always harp on is that like if you if you want to engage in in, in trades with me if i'm not the first one at reaching out and you're the first one reaching out to me make an offer i i legitimately will just shut down the trade if you don't come correct and that's and then that's I, I I I'll live by that till I, I die. Um, Nolan's piece in particular is just it's a price that I'm not really willing to pay, and I just don't see um, the 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 counter the the, the counter negotiating would just be me still losing a player that I'm not really interested in losing for that price. So, um, Nolan, Nolan and I have a delicate trading relationship. Um, I'm just not sure it could withstand, uh, a counter offer, uh, from me that would eradicate, I, I, I feel like it may eradicate any potential future trades that we could have moving forward. So, hmm. uh, out of respect, that's why I'm moving away from it. But if there's, right. if there's a real, if there's like a real negotiation there, like I think Curtis, it's great that he's on this podcast if there's a real negotiation going on um curtis can attest that i'll throw out a, a, a counter offer mm -hmm. I this can last confirm. this last 
counteroffer I threw to you aside because I told you that that was a bullshit counteroffer I gave you. But when we were in the in the throes of negotiate negotiating for Tyreek Hill, that was like a legitimate conversation, and that was going back and forth. Can confirm, yeah. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Okay, so we've already talked a bit of a Ryan's got five quarterbacks. I can confirm he's already started off or one to me. Obviously, seeing some type of weakness on my roster, don't know why. Won't spell out the offer here to out of respect to him, but I'm not in a position to to trade one of my starters for one of his bench quarterbacks out of desperation yet. And then I think, uh, Curtis, you may have had some action from Ryan as well, or did you send Ryan a little offer over? I may have sent an offer Ryan's way uh, just to get the conversation started, but it has stalled. Oh. And we'll leave it at that. (laughs) He's not really a discussion kind of guy in my experience. It's more of a reject your offer um, and move on kind of thing. No. And then Which one to be time fair, I... one more than suds. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. a step up, yeah. Very true. Um, I think one time I asked him about a player too, his response was just not yet in regards to his availability. So his conversations have gone really well with Ryan so far. Gertie, Pat, you guys have any experience uh, dealing with Ryan or any kind of talks with him this year? Uh, literally the same response to one of his players is not yet. So I think mm. it may be the same player. <laughs> um, I don't, uh, I don't fraternize with the enemy of the week. So, uh, I have had no talks with him this, this year. So he's the enemy of the year? Uh, the, the week, but, uh, every day in 2020 feels mm. like a year. And then I think everyone's favorite part of the segment uh, the, the source is back, guys. I know you're worried. Ooh, we're all fantastic. on edge waiting to see if he's going to Mr. Gonna Anonymous. Mr. Anonymous is here again. Um, he starts off with just wanting to point out there's Curtis's players that he received in the trade got 8.98 points. Um, and the players I received in the trade got 15.3 points. Don't know if there's much more to be said there, Curtis. Uh, yeah, not really much to say there myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Curtis. It it, uh, speaks for itself. That's also more of a stat guy play, so I don't know if the source is trying to, like, make a play to be the stats guy. And then he kind of just goes on. Um, I'll just rhyme him off for you here. Neville feels his undefeated streak failing and starting to reaching out to multiple people. Says he wants to help them, just like Ted Bundy. Uh, Ryan mysteriously seized trade talks on a nearly done deal as soon as Dak went down. Curious. Now that is a little bit curious. I wonder what that was. It certainly wasn't with me. Mm. Interesting. How could Ryan be involved in a Dak deal, though? He didn't have Dak. No, he's saying no, he's, he's saying he was involved in a deal until Dak went down, and then he went quiet. Oh, like they're unrelated. I think so. Gotcha. Well, because I can confirm I wasn't in talks with him that I know of. But that's maybe that's how Ryan works, you know? Yeah. Ooh. He just has he plans everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. You think you think you're looking at a teddy bear, next thing you know, that thing's typing on your computer sending <laughs> trade offers. Ooh. Oh shit. I don't even entirely get that. <laughs> like the teddy bear comes to life and it's Oh, I like get I, I get the that part. I just that's a I, I feel that feels darker than uh, 
um, saying that Nolan's died for some reason to me. <laughs> a teddy bear coming to life is darker than yeah. That's some like, like if, if you were to shit. say if you were to say darker than Nolan's dance moves, I'd say fine, but but that no. <laughs> I mean, depends what the teddy bear is doing. What it comes the down. teddy bears walk into your laptop. He's open up WhatsApp and he's like, Ryan, what's up? Like, want to make a deal? Um, <laughs> I don't have WhatsApp on my laptop, so that's weird. Well, that's why he deleted it right after he was done with his trade offers. Mm, clever bear. <laughs> oh, okay. Look at uh, a beanie baby the same way again. <laughs> I guess not. Um, the source goes on. Apparently their team names aren't the only things similar about them, as Andre has become the new Suds, outright ignoring offers, <laughs> but somehow still has time to reach out for QB help when it suits him. And yes, he offered a running back. <laughs> oh, sweet Christ. Um, weekly update on Hallwell. Literally everybody's available. Just please trade with him. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, oh, good. Our weekly update on Nolan. He wants to negotiate, wants to have talks, wants to be acknowledged. Still a coward. Also, what's what's the opposite of an Irish goodbye? A French hello? I guess. Uh, don't know. Anonymous sources, the Riddler. We found it. Anonymous sources, the Riddler. Oh, man. Um, and then after an impressively poor showing, Curtis started testing the waters on improving wide receivers. I wonder if Tyreek Hill is available, he writes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Too good. Um, no, Tyreek Hill's not available, so we can shut that down. Um... But yeah, there you have it, the mystery source. Um, if you guys don't have anything else on any of his comments, I've got a little, speaking of the Riddler, riddle for you. Okay. Oh, fired up. In case the listener is curious about their source, think of a man who is also half horse. Next, think of a poster pinned to a wall, and your source will appear, warts and all. So That's Andre? A, I mean... I don't know. So. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a crazy riddle. You're you're gonna have to post that in the uh, in the chat in yeah. the description of the cat. Uh, oh, of in the, the description. Podcast. That's awesome. Better. Yeah, yep. that's great. I, uh, that's so little, awesome. I'm little gonna... trail of breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll find out by the end of the season. Well, I think he's saying so. If we break this down, a uh, man who is half horse, so he has a big dick, is all I can conclude from that. <laughs> Okay. That's like half the league. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I know who to count out. <laughs> uh, think of a poster pinned to a wall. That could be anyone. And your source will appear warts and all. Hmm. He has warts and a big dick. So somebody who is like suffering from some sort of STI. <laughs> that's what I took from there. That's a, that's where I'm gonna go. Seems like I got a lot of sleeping around to do. Figure out who it is. All I can say is, oh source, uh, please please see a doctor and get the appropriate medication. Oh, I just spit out my rum and coke when you said that. 
<laughs> but that's it for rumors on the street. So uh, join us next week. Maybe we'll get another riddle. I love it. I'm so excited. Um, I think with that, we can go into a new segment. Are we all ready for a new segment, everybody? I'm scared. I'm more scared of that sound, actually. What is that? Curtis, is that still your farm? Excuse me. Uh, could be. Could be. <laughs> well, whatever that is, just attacked Curtis. Yeah. We need to check out Curtis. Another history of someone coming on the podcast and ending off with near-death experience. No. Oh, oh my God. goodness. Too good. Well, moving past that apparent attack, um, our new segment uh, is called What Makes a Millionaire? And... This is something that popped into our... Oh, I know. Uh, a million dollars. Yeah, there's that. There's yeah. that. Um, but this is something that por- popped up on, onto our radar about middle of the week. We uh, we got some fresh news from a, a loyal listener. Um, so, yeah, I'll just get into it. So, we're, we're, we're going into week six of the fantasy season. We're fully entrenched in it. Um, we get to take the opportunity now to maybe look at some of the trends that are happening around the league um, to the benefit of everybody listening. Uh, Ryan's assistant, um, mm-hmm. you know, the one that we joked about uh, earlier in this podcast and earlier in the the podcast season uh, went on a bit of a, a deep dive with some of the, le- uh, the, the numbers in three ninety. Fucking uh, Jimmy. Fucking Jimmy. That's right. <laughs> and, and sort of discovered um, th- discovered some some certain things that are that are going on. So I'm going to invite everybody on to the uh, the math train. Uh, next stop is going to be Choo Choo Stat Town. Numbers, numbers, every place. I can show numbers in so many ways. Our first ever "What Makes a Millionaire" segment is going to focus on the de- defensive position where. Ryan's assistant has shown some incredible information. Wait, wait, so, Pat, one sec. Just talking about information. Le'Veon Bell has officially signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Fucking oh, A. Oh, E-Lair wow. is fucked. That's brutal for them. For Le- great Le'Veon's for them as a the team. <laughs> Let's throw it in there. Um, okay, so... Um, like I was saying, the the first uh, the first segment or this this segment it's going to focus on numbers, and the breakdown has been defensive teams or defensive points scored for each fantasy team. So Ryan's assistant has broken down each team in the league uh, and ranked them as who is getting the most points from the defensive teams to to though to the teams that are getting the least points from their defensive teams. Leading the list, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read them out from uh, most uh, most points to least points is flacaroni and cheese. Second is cooking in the woods. Uh, third is Mister Monday Night. Fourth is my can't beat these. Fifth is the Dark Knight Rises. 
Sixth is Andre's team. So that's so. If I just said your team name, you're in the top half of the league of getting points from your defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottom six are these: Purple Cheese Derples, the Token Blackman, Lifeless Fish, Beats by DeAndre, number one, and from Russia with Chubb comes in last place. And so, I'll save the listeners from some of the hard numbers that are being put out. Uh, but basically what Ryan's assistant has done is shown that Flacaroni and cheese has played a defense um, that has scored 33 more points uh, than their total projected. So basically going into each game, the defense has projected their, their fantasy points. Uh, and then at the end of the game tabulates what they actually did score. We all know how defense works. Uh, Flacaroni and cheese is far and away. Number one. Um, having scored 33 more points than their uh, their actual projected. And this is massive um, because if we sort of extrapolate this uh, later on, we'll see we'll see some uh, big differences in the scoring that that can happen. So Ryan's assistant sent sent on um, a few notes to go along. I'll read those out right now. Uh, Flacaroni is blowing away the projections and league away with his defensive totals. Uh, Flacaroni has played Baltimore every week except week number three. And even if he started Baltimore that week, he would, so them taking, uh, or even if he started Baltimore in week three, instead of the other team that he did, he would still be way above everyone else. Um, He notes that only three teams in the league uh, are scoring above their projections on average. Um, Poses a few questions about how important defense is this year. Our offense is too good uh, as a whole. Um, is there where is the value in the defensive uh, defensive lineups? Um, of the the three teams that have scored above uh, their projected, all these teams have only ran. They, they've only played basically the same D all season minus. Uh, one or two. So Flacaroni, like I said, played Baltimore. Um, of the five weeks, he's played Baltimore four times and Cleveland once. Uh, Cooking in the Woods has played Indianapolis three times and played the Kansas City defense twice. Uh, and Mr. Monday Night, myself, has played Pittsburgh four times mm-hmm. and Kansas City one time. Um, so those are those are all the, the teams at the top end. The bottom teams... Um, the teams that are, are really struggling to score uh, with their defenses, uh, he notes are they either suck at picking defense, which shots at lifeless Fitch, beats by DeAndre, or from Russia with Chubb, uh, or they're scor- scoring way below their overall projected values. So if we look at those um, those three, lifeless Fitch, beats by DeAndre, and from Russia with Chubb, uh, they have scored... 18 points less, uh, uh, sorry, 19 points less than they're projected for lifeless fish with their defenses, 15 points less than they're projected with beats by DeAndre. And for you, Curtis, you've scored 20, (laughs) approximately 22 points less than what you project with your defenses. So it's like, it's a huge swing. If we go from Curtis to, to Flacaroni and Cheese from Russia with Chubb to, to Flacaroni and Cheese. That's a 50, 52 point swing. That's massive. That's literally almost your score that it last week. So these are like huge totals that are that, that are separating um, top from the bottom. 
Um, Ryan's assistant also went on to go and, and um, calculate the total points for each team and how much their defenses uh, accounted for that. Mm. And so Flacaroni and Cheese has a whopping 12 uh, and a half percent hmm. um, that their total scoring is uh, is accounting for. This is a full four four uh, percent higher than the next uh, team, which is Cooking in the Woods. Um, and then Lifeless Fish and Beats by DeAndre and From Russia with Chubb don't even uh, surpass five percent. Um, with Lifeless Fish coming in at four point six, Beats by DeAndre at two point nine, and From Russia with Chubb by three point two. So. The question, the question that was uh, originally asked of, do does defense matter? I, I think it's I, I, mileage may vary on that, and opinions um, may say different things. But this season, we've seen strong defenses sort of lead the way for uh, some of the higher scoring teams in the league. Uh, the total. The total points scored by the teams cooking in the woods, which comes in with the number two defense, uh, defensive strategy, is top score at 678 points. Uh, Mr. Monday Night, myself, uh, is the second highest score at 675 points. Flacaroni and Cheese uh, is the final team that's been able to score above 600, 600 points. Um, and breaking that down, if you took away their defensive uh Defensive scores. Uh, Flacaroni and Cheese would fall to sixth place in total scoring. Uh, I would fall to third place, being replaced by Jay in number two. Uh, and from Russia with Chubb, you would actually jump to the third best team or third worst team instead of being dead last. Uh, so defense defense is sort of impacting um, the game. It's there. It's a, it's a player that we have to account for. Um, but maybe there's a solution here for one of those teams that is maybe struggling. Maybe they, they dive a little bit deeper into the defensive strategy uh, moving forward. I was going to say, it's a that, segment. It's a big plug for Pittsburgh D being available. Well, I mean, <laughs> you guys could have got in on that train way earlier. Um, but they are still available. Like uh, the mis- uh, Mr. Anonymous said, I am willing to make a trade. Um so yeah, that's uh, that's the segment. I know it's a bit of a, a chunky one, but we'll try and post these uh, these numbers somewhere. They're just they're awesome to look mm-hmm. at. We got this uh, middle of the week this week, and honestly, I think all of us took a little bit of time to sort of look through it and see and see the data, and it just kind of blows me away actually. Like when breaking it down like this, I don't know. Do you guys have anything you want to say about it? Well, I mean, we've gone over Pat several times i can only count to 12 and you just threw a lot of math my way so yes trying to analyze all this right now um but good for ryan's assistant he did an a plus job the ryan's assistant he's the best i wonder if jimmy has now earned a paid position uh on ryan's staff or if he's still really banking Mm. on college credits here uh but that's uh that's some impressive work um and i can say firsthand i mean defense makes a difference i mean i would I would have won my matchup last week if it wasn't for Casey putting up 20. So I think there is value in the D. Um, and whether you use the waiver wire, um, once again, Andre, this is something we can teach you uh, to pick up and drop Ds, or you stick with that one dominant D uh, like Flacaroni has with Baltimore, 
there's definitely a lot of value in that position, and I uh, expect a lot of people next year going to the draft to have defense in the first round. It's very interesting. Well, that's it. That's my segment. Curtis, I don't know. Sorry, we cut you off. Did you want to say anything either? Because you, you took uh, a little bit of flack on that one. Well, that would just go along with everything else. I don't have much to add to that. Uh, yeah, other than, uh, I mean, defense kind of falls in the same category as the tight end where there's an upper tier and then after that a big drop off after, you know, you have your top mm-hmm. two or three and then everyone else is mediocre, it seems. That's that's a great point. That's a great yeah, point, yeah. actually. Take that yeah. for what you will. So I think with that, we'll probably just uh, we'll end the segment there and we'll roll into uh, predictions. Uh, with that segment, I don't know how often we're going to get that, um, but we're not going to do a matchup of the week um, just because I think I, I like to highlight the when a listener writes in and they provide all that good mm-hmm. information, we love to sort of highlight it. So we'll just do uh, regular predictions this week. Um, our first matchup is uh, Token Blackman versus uh, Mr. Monday Night. Um, a host-on-host uh, battle here between myself and Mike. Uh, the panel across the board has chosen um, Mr. Monday Night to take the win. So rather than hear from everybody else, I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw it to the Token Blackman. Why? Why did you? Why do you think I got? I got this one in the bag, Mike. My team's in a tough spot, um, and I think your team's in a good spot, given your name, Monday Night. I think you got Kyler Murray coming in Monday night, Gallup Monday night as well. That game could be high scoring. Um, I'm struggling. I mean, I need Joe Flacco to have a decent game against Miami. I need Tanyan to be a beast. Um, And I just need everyone else to kind of hopefully put up decent scores to have a chance. So um, not going to be biased on this panel. And I'm going to choose you to win because I think you're the favorite heading into the week. COVID could Uh, change that though. Yes, it could. Of note, the uh, uh, Minnesota Atlanta game is uh, has gone into the COVID protocol. We won't. We don't really know what's happening with it. it there does seem to be some encouraging news that the game will go ahead, but um, that could all change tomorrow morning. So, um, our next matchup is uh, is beats by DeAndre. Um, the rest of the panel has chosen uh, beats to take the win, um, riding their hot streak. Um, I. I am the the lone wolf in, in this regard, and I've taken Flacaroni to uh, to take the win. Uh, my big issue is the the double tight end strategy. While there's there's two great tight ends with Johnu Smith and George Kittle for for beats, I just um, I struggle I struggle to say uh, that that's a compelling strategy for a fantasy win. So uh, I'm going to give it to Flacaroni uh, with Derrick Henry and, and Tannehill. Uh, doing their thing, I think. Uh, I think Flacaroni is going to take it. Uh, Gertie, do you have a? Do you want to say anything in defensive uh, uh, beats? I I don't know why they're starting Dallas defense against Arizona. I feel like the only thing you can get from that is negative points. Um, so maybe after he listens to the podcast, that might change. Um, and no, I, I think this Melvin Gordon news is probably the best thing to happen to, to Beats um, with uh, Philip Lindsay set to actually get some carries this week. And um, yeah, that hot streak. I mean, we didn't know if Beats would win a game and now he's uh, in the playoffs. So uh, way to go, Beats. 
just for the record, he is not in the playoffs. He is ranked eighth at, at this recording. Um, I don't want to get people's ha- uh, hopes up, especially beats by DeAndre. Uh, he would still miss playoffs. Sorry, Gertie. Yeah. I don't I forgot. Math. Math. You know. Flame throw you. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Um, our next matchup is uh, <laughs> from Russia with Chubb uh, versus the lifeless fish, Curtis. You're five weeks in, no wins yet. Why is this week going to be your week against the lifeless fish? Uh, this week, you know, um, I didn't want to come on the podcast and bet against myself uh you know i got a good lineup with aaron Rodgers back off of a bye Uh, i got two healthy quarterbacks for once and i'm hoping Fournette has a big game if he plays and hoping for the best you're you're a proud man you want to show that confidence you want to just like the secret you you want to put out that energy into the universe and receive it back um unfortunately the rest of the panel has chosen and the lifeless fish against you. So uh, we wish you good luck, but uh, show us show us something different maybe this weekend. Um, our next matchup is uh, Cooking in the Woods versus uh, Dak Knight Rises. Um, maybe some bad juju going on here with Dak going down uh, with his ankle injury. Maybe this is also the time that the Dak Knight Rises takes a little bit of a tumble. Um, but you don't think that's that's what's going to happen here, Mike. Why do you think Dak's going to take it over uh, undefeated, cooking in the woods? I think every week we've done these predictions, I've picked against Neville. Um, so I'm continuing that trend again, so it means he's probably going to win. Um, but at any rate, I don't like Wentz and Roethlisberger necessarily versus Brady and Newton. I think Brady is starting to flow with that offense in Tampa Bay. I also like Justin Jefferson for Minnesota against that weak-ass Atlanta Falcons secondary. Um, same thing in Kenny Galladay. And uh, I liked A.J. Brown. I thought he looked good on Tuesday night. So we've talked about Nolan's he did. running. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about Nolan's running backs before. Um, yeah, I think Neville's just – he's going to lose. That's it. Here's okay. First. That's, that's the same sort of confidence we were hearing from uh... – from Chubb too. Um, our next matchup is Herple versus these Gertie. I, I don't think we need to hear why you think you're going to win. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if we could get an answer out of you because of that, because of reverse psychology. So I'm going to throw it to Curtis. Curtis, the panel across the board has chosen Gertie to win. Why did you choose Gertie? Uh, I chose Gertie. The first thing that stands out to me is Deshaun uh, Watson. He's finally been freed with Bill O'Brien being fired. Uh, that can't be anything but positive. I know we've. He also has Michael San or yeah, Miles Sanders. Pardon me. Uh, we don't care about first they, names on this show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, you've proven that. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he had a big breakout game uh, last week. He's got a tough matchup against Baltimore, but uh, with Carson Wentz throwing the ball, hopefully he can do something on the ground. Uh, I also like Mike Mike Davis doing his thing. Uh, proving those doubters wrong. So that's why I have these this week. Fair enough. Uh, we'll finish off with uh, our final match. Uh, Mike Kant versus Andre's team. Once again, 
full panel, uh, showing confidence in Mike Kant, uh, maybe doubt in Andre's team. Gertie, run us through why we uh, we think uh, Mike Kant is running away with this one. Yeah, I think uh, you got Devontae Parker against the New York Jets, and I think that rubs more salt in the wound for our young studs here, um, going down into real-life football and fantasy football. Um, you got Aaron Jones show in uh, Tampa Bay. You know, that's going to be a shootout, uh, especially with uh, Tampa having some injuries on the defense there. And you got Thielen against the Atlanta defense, so he's going to run all over that. Um, interesting going with Washington against the Jets, but you know uh, that they're going to get a ton of sacks against that weak New York Giants offensive line. So I think for all those reasons, um, unfortunately, my camp is for me because my camp is in my division. Uh, he should take this against Andre's team and um, clear that victory. Great stuff. That's it for the uh, the pickums, everybody. Um, oh my God! What's that noise? What is that? Oh my gosh! Is that is that a pigeon? What's happening over there, Pat? Oh my gosh! There's boom! Wow! Look at that! A pigeon has just flown into my room and dropped off the mail. Wow! That was sent in by our listeners today. It's crazy. We got. It looks like we got three questions here. That's incredible stuff. That I think that's... delivered all three in one go. That's that's yeah. great work by the pigeon. Yeah, you, you just can't make the stuff up. You can't. You can't. And you know what? It kind of makes sense now that that's what we were hearing uh, earlier in the uh, in the podcast. Hey, can we just take a moment and just. Does everyone see the notification that just popped up on their screen? That's what I was fucking reading. Oh my god! This smug bastard asked the the viewers. Smuggy Neville has just come into the podcast on the chat and said, "You guys should say breaking news alert." Bell just signed with his Chiefs on this party. Neville, guys, there's a reason why we're the fucking host. It's because we know this shit. Okay, we don't need your amateur tips. I come to one fucking podcast now. He thinks he's undefeated in podcast world too. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Hey guys, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I, I've been on a podcast or two myself. You guys should break some news while you're doing the podcast. Fuck off, Neville. <laughs> Any interrupts the pigeon carrier? Like, god damn it. Yeah. Oh God! And that was such a setup for that joke. I oh, just feel gross right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it every time we come in contact with this guy, we just feel worse than when we than prior to it? Like, <laughs> I think I had to shower four times after the podcast last time just to get that feeling off. Oh. Uh... And, and question, Pat, was your window closed before? Is that why we kept hearing the pigeon noise? I was trying to alert you that it was trying to come into your house. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. it was getting a. A little hot in here, so I opened it up, and that's exactly when he came in. So okay, that makes so sense. So I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's a boy bird. But is Curtis just lying to us? Like he told us this is farm. So more curious about that now. Oh well, well. And what attacked you, Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also another mystery. All right, we're losing the plot. I got to bring this back in. Um, Curtis, you have been a loyal question asker for the uh, this entire segment. If you'd like, I'll let you read your question to us. Uh, absolutely. I have a question here. 
Dear esteemed sexy guest, and I did not put that in. That is written in front of me. <laughs> Dear esteemed sexy guest, do you, do you think you've still got a realistic shot at the playoffs? And part two, and how upset would you be if you finished behind a team that doesn't have a starting running back on the roster? This is a great question. Uh, for part one, do I realistically think I have a shot at the playoffs? Uh, realistically, no. Uh, outside of my trades with Mike paying off and turning my seasons around, maybe Chase Claypool, uh, I would say no. As for part two of the question, uh, upset losing to a team that doesn't have a starting running back, a.k.a. Andre, this would be my nightmare. Um, if I can win one game this season, it would be this. Uh, if I lose this game, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't really think about it in the, uh, with those stakes, but you're 100% right that if you lose to – that if you finish behind a team that doesn't have a starting running back on the roster, that that's certainly – you've got to look in the mirror at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you feel that that question was asked and answered to your uh, satisfaction? We're going to uh, take me? that at uh, the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I believe I did a great job answering that question. <laughs> I, I think you did. So we'll move on to our next <laughs> so, question. Sorry, one more. Sorry, I was just looking through the schedule. So you and Andre, Curtis, actually play week 13. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, wow. Last week of the season. Perfect. Maybe I can uh, knock him out of the playoffs if he's still in the running. We'll see. Ooh, I like Ooh. that. <laughs> little rivalry. Unfortunately, our next question is from Neville. So um, <sighs> get your showers ready, everybody. Um, but he asks, why do you guys think Mo Alley Cox is still a free agent? Does no one need Mo Cox? There's quite a few gaping holes out there. Oh, I don't want to answer this. I, I all, I, all I have to say to that is Mo Cox, Mo Problems. That's all I got. <laughs> that's it. And I think that's, that's a beautiful that's, bow to put on that question. <laughs> I, we don't need tweet. to spend We're done. any more time on that. Uh, our final question comes from Anonymous, not to be confused with Mr. Anonymous, uh, but this anonymous person is asking, can you please review your predictions for the past two weeks for Beats by DeAndre number one? With the benefit of hindsight, would you like to change your prediction and apologize? No. Who would like no. to start first? <laughs> I mean, here, I'll just review them quickly. Um, no, we... we Spoiler alert, we we were everyone was 0 and 2 over the last 2 weeks. That's that's the point of the question is to show that we were wrong. Mm -hmm. Um but here's the thing. If if Andre wants us to or the whoever asked this question wants us to sort of give respect to Andre's team beats by DeAndre, um maybe they should come on and defend it in person and not hide oh. behind this anonymous uh label Okay, we are experts. We're champions of 390. We know what it takes to win. So a question like this is frankly bullshit mm -hmm. uh, because we looked, we analyzed and we assessed Andre's team and we found it wanting. And that's why we went the other way. So what? You've reeled off two uh, wins in a row. 
Good for you. Here's a gold star. Win a championship and come back to us, okay? That's right. Mic drop. You know what they call those who can't win? Mike Commissioner. Can't? <laughs> <laughs> we were close. We almost got it. You know, all I'll have to say yeah. to that is I make my picks with integrity, but I'm super fucking dangerously close right now to changing my pick to Flacco because fuck that. <laughs> Yes, this guy knows how to make enemies. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> here, here to that. Um, and, and that's it. That's us for uh, for the the pigeon carrier segment of the podcast, which so will did the, did it the will now be leave? known as moving forward. Or is he like just hanging out in your room? He, uh, I shoot him out. I was like, hey, I got work to do here, Bert. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And then he took a cigarette and, and lit it <laughs> as he flew out. You let the guy smoke a cigarette. You are a, that, that's like close to Neville territory right there. Letting a bird just take a cigarette and smoke it. Uh, birds have a tough life. If they want to have a drag, I don't have a problem with that. That's fair. Do you have a cool top hat? I just picture him with a cool top hat now, just sitting on a <laughs> sitting on a sitting on a power line with a cool top hat and a cigarette. Being like, I'm gonna shit on this person. So bad. Yeah, you did. I'm gonna shit on yeah. you right now. He absolutely did have a top hat. That's exactly what he was wearing. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, I think that's it for us. So uh, unless anybody has, oh, well, Curtis, sorry. Before we go, I uh, want to say thank you for joining us. That was much appreciated. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a, a, um, a time difference for you out, out west. Uh, I will be joining you very shortly. Um, I'm excited to uh, to get out west myself. But do you have anything you want to pump or, or anything like that you want to say before we let you go? Uh, not really. I just want to say thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure, and uh, hopefully we'll get that first win. Well, good luck with that. Uh, Gertie, Mike, do you want to say anything before we, we take off? No, I'm good on my end. Hope I don't run into that fucking pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> he moves fast. He might be down in Toronto already, so... Maybe. All right. Well, keep my All right. With that, gentlemen, we'll uh, we'll see you, champs. See you, champs. Live, champ. And Curtis. <laughs> <laughs>